This podcast is for those of you who want to start or grow your business. You inhale everything you can about improving your mindset and may even have the action plan, but what's getting in your way every time? It's those damn human emotions. I'm Jessica McKinley, life coach for millennial entrepreneurs and your host of the What's Happening podcast. You guys, I'm not sick anymore. Can you hear it in my voice? Can you hear how pumped I am to not be sick anymore? So fun. So fun. Anywho, I am back in action. So excited to be talking to you guys about sales. I don't know if I've mentioned on this podcast, but my the majority of my business background is in sales. Uh, I grew up in a family where my dad was in sales. My brother is in sales. They do computer, computer software sales, now cloud sales and all sorts of different kind of, you know, the boring sales. I like to sell fun stuff like life coaching <laughs> and like thoughts and feelings and actions and really just better results in your business. I that's those are the kinds of things I like to sell. So much more fun. But in the spirit of uh, of what's happening, I always pick a topic every month that we deep dive in in happening sessions. And you guys, quick pause here and quick shameless plug. If you are not in happening sessions, don't even worry about it. The past is the past. The future is happening sessions 2.0. I can't even tell you how kick-ass it's going to be. If you don't believe me, just start following me on Instagram and you'll hear all of the details over there. What's happening, W. Jess. Um, And also, Come and chat with me. DM me over there or email me at Jessica at what's happening.com. Be like, what's the deal? Is this for me? And I'm going to explain to you whether it will be a good match for you or not. But if it is and you sign up before October 1st, you will get the um, one time only launch price and also you'll be added for no extra cost in right into September's happening session 1.0 close up topic and this month September's topic is sales and I had so much positive feedback from the last um, we call them brain candies in there the last brain candy that I did for everyone on the two best emotions when it comes to sales and selling and the ones that I channel and guarantee that if you focus on creating for yourself before you set about trying to take the action of selling or having a sales conversation with a potential client, I guarantee your closing rates will be much higher. So the two, to stop being so mysterious, the two emotions that we're going to be talking about are confidence and curiosity. And there's so much to say about these emotions in general, but within the context of selling, I think they're extra fun emotions, right? Because one, kind of, we think of in terms of ourselves, confidence, we think of it's really created by thoughts about us. And then curiosity, which is really thoughts about the other person in the world and what's possible. 
And so the combination of these two things is really deadly and you better watch out because if I'm feeling confident and curious about you, you're probably going to end up buying something from me. <laughs> but don't worry, it's all, all only gold. So here we go. Sales in itself, I hate to admit, is really, while it's a neutral circumstance, we a lot of us have a lot of negative thoughts about it that really need to be unlearned and cleaned up before sales can feel neutral. Can I get an amen on that? Are you one of those people that's just like, I don't want to be salesy. I'm worried I'm going to come across as salesy. Well, that's because you're probably not thinking thoughts that are creating confidence or curiosity. Sales is an action. That's where it would fall in the self-coaching model. And just to review all of our actions that we take, we take from an emotion. This is whether or not you've, this is your first episode listening to the podcast or not. It does not matter. I'll, I'll review the self-coaching model, but whether you're aware of the model or not, you're always taking any action you're taking from an emotion, whether it's subconscious or conscious. Now, the self-coaching model to review is that your circumstances may trigger your thinking, your thoughts will create your feelings, your feelings drive your actions, and your actions produce your results. So if selling is an action and we want to create a positive result in the selling conversation, as in the client buys or they're interested, we need to take that action from a positive feeling. And my two favorite positive feelings are confidence and curiosity. So let's break them down. Confidence. Okay. Confidence are really just comes from your thoughts about yourself, as I mentioned, and also thoughts about what you're selling and the value of what you're selling. The, some of the thoughts I like to think about myself that create confidence are that I'm a badass and that I'm awesome. But other more pertinent to selling is that I'm a really excellent coach, that I'm a really caring coach, that I'm someone who over delivers, that I never quit and I'm the type of person that is with you and I partner with my clients to figure out any problem that they have, right? Those thoughts about myself help me when I'm going into selling in a conversation. So you can borrow any of those, but try and I encourage you from the bat, off the bat, right off the bat to find some thoughts about yourself that you can really dig into. Second is thoughts about the value of what you're selling. So half of the time when I am talking to someone and they're talking about how they're not really feeling confident about going into a consultation with a, a potential client, I'm like, what's the problem? Because either probably you have some negative thoughts about yourself or you don't, ha you don't believe in the value of what you're selling. And that's really a problem because I believe that what I'm selling is so valuable that when people tell me that they can't afford it, I, it's not a, a matter of ever of, of the money they have in their wallet. Usually it's more that they don't think it's valuable enough to move things around and or invest in order to make back that money very quickly, right? If they really understood, they would understand that it doesn't matter if I keep raising my prices, people are going to make that back. The value is kind of infinite in what I'm offering. And I believe so, so hard in that, that when I show up, I can be very confident. Even when people tell me no, I can kind of reject that rejection because I believe in the value so hard, right? 
And of course, it's not going to be very helpful. (laughs) And I talked about this a little bit in episode called safe to buy all the things uh, where if you don't, if you're not confident in what you're selling, even if you have the perfect person come along in a consultation, why are they going to, should they be confident in buying from you if you're not even confident in it and you're the one that's supposed to be selling them, right? Now, the third set of thoughts you need to uh, watch out for is your thoughts about the client, your thoughts about, uh, you know, what they have the potential to do. Oftentimes people are assuming things about the client that they don't even know that they assume that they can't afford it or assume that they're just not going to be interested for whatever reason or they're too cool or they're too busy. Listen, I always assume that I am going to be wrong about people 50% of the time. So I try not to make any assumptions going in. Of course, my brain wants to make assumptions without my permission, but I usually always try and at least at the very least give the, cl- the potential client permission to make their own decisions. And I never, ever, ever assume that it's going to be a no before they even say anything. Definitely not. If anything, I assume it's going to be a yes. And then thoughts about what's possible. This is one of the most fun parts of creating confidence. Thoughts about what's possible when they do say yes, if they do say yes, what's possible for them in the future, what's possible if you get to um, be a part of their uh, journey. It doesn't really matter whether you're a coach or whether you have a product-based industry or service-based industry. You need to think about what's possible when that transaction of goods or services is made, right? And when you're focused there, your confidence goes up and the sale is so much easier to make. Okay, let's talk about curiosity. So curiosity comes from thoughts about what the client wants or needs. That's the most obvious one, right? It's like, okay, I, I never really know. I, I might think I know, and the more I do this, the more it's easy for me to kind of tell pretty quickly what the client wants or needs. But until I ask them questions, they don't know that I know what they need. So why am I going to go ahead and make an offer in a conversation, especially a cold offer? Yikes without permission first. Oh my God. When people pitch me without asking or even trying to understand what I need, it drives me bonkers. I'm like, I just, can you come into happening sessions, learn how to sell and then try and pitch me? (laughs) Because like people need to feel heard, of course. And so when I'm sincerely curious selling is not me talking really. It's more me listening. It's more me just asking questions and being curious about what the client wants and needs, right? Then you can start telling them where your product or service can help them achieve that. And you're only pitching to them and selling them on the parts of it that make sense to them. The second thought is about where they're at and what they know about what you sell. That also drives me crazy when someone comes and maybe I'm even interested, but they start selling me on all of these features that I I already know. It's like I start to feel like they're talking to me like I'm a child and I'm like, this is really annoying. If they would just shut up, I could say yes, but it's kind of making me want to say no, (laughs) right? So also the other thing is like where they're at. I used to sell fitness coaching and it was through, um, through an MLM and it was at home fitness programs. And 
uh, I just assumed in the very beginning, oftentimes that everybody had the same needs or like thought the same benefits about this program as I did, that they would love the convenience of being able to just wake up and work out at their home and cut out the commute. Cause to me, like time is everything. I'm like, why would I drive to another like sweaty room when I could just do this at home and save an hour in commuting in locker room bullshit, right? And the truth is, is that there are some people that love to go to the gym. They like the energy of it. And I wasn't even getting curious about that. So I would start talking about, oh my gosh, it's so convenient. It's so great. You can work out at home. And then some people would be like, oh, it sucks because I really want some structure, but like, I really like the gym. So I'm not going to give that up. Or like, I have kids and I need to put them in the daycare at the gym. So And if I was only listening or getting curious about where they're at and what they needed, then I would have been like, oh, hey, you know what? Actually, you can just stream it from your phone and you can do that program right at the gym or in the room at the gym. Or like there are certain programs that include like benches and and weights, right? And I, I would have been able to help them had I not been so focused on selling rather than being curious, okay? Third thoughts are, about what it'll take to get them from where they are to where they want to go and how, of course, your product can help them. So if we're talking about where they're at, most people, when they're thinking about buying something, they can only see as far as where they are. They are, most people are not trained to think and be future focused and to imagine a future where their problems are solved by using your product or service. And it's your job to understand what they think about where they're at and where they kind of lack capability or have self-doubt or confusion or have failed or quit in the past and paint a picture of the future where their problems are solved from having just been a part of your service or product experience, right? I think that this is so, so huge and people really forget to get curious about like the things, what they're thinking and what's holding them back, right? And then be future focused. The fourth part of curious is about their why and what's important to them, right? What is their ultimate goal? Where do they want to get? Everybody has a slight different motivation and you can't, Everybody, right, if someone wanted to buy a Ferrari, some people, I think I I used this example that other time in that other episode, right? Someone wants to buy a Ferrari. Some people want to buy it because it is like they really appreciate the engine and the engineering and other people just want to buy it because they know it's one of the best cars and it's flashy and it resembles luxury to them, right? So you got to know what you're selling before you could sell it. And in order to do that, you got to get curious. There is so much to think about, wonder, and ask in a sales conversation, but of course the thoughts that most of us think are the ones that just take up space. You got to take you out of the equation, okay? Most of us are thinking thoughts of worry. What are they thinking about us? Are they going to say yes? We're focusing on us, right? Is that money for for us or a sale that we're going to make? what they think about the price. But usually, truthfully, when a client comes to me and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed out. This person, I got so many no's or this mini session is coming up and I just, I'm so worried about it. I'm always asking, I, I, the first question I ask is, 
what are you making it this no or this mini session mean about you, right? Because if you are making a rejection mean that you are not good at sales, right? Then you're completely missing an opportunity to decide in advance that you believe you are great at sales and that you're learning and that you're getting better and that you can get people results. Those thoughts create confidence. You're missing an opportunity when you're focusing on what they're, what they are thinking about you and what you're making it mean about you to get curious about them, right? The only thoughts you're allowed to think when you're entering into the sales arena are the thoughts that create confidence, the ones I listed before. Not arrogance, that's not what I mean in confidence, not like I'm I'm thoughts that you're better than anyone, but true confidence. Confidence that you're totally capable and you're totally awesome. All right, hapsters, that's all I got for you. Go out there and be curious and be confident.